everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Purpose. My name is Emily. And I'm Stephanie. And we are just in a cabin in the woods having girl talk and hoping that this is going to be beneficial to our large audience and that uh, you find some meaning in this. Hey, Emily, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now and how you got to this point. Yeah, so um, Stephanie and I actually, we both work at the Utah Valley Institute of Religion and we're instructors there. Um, I'm teaching a mission prep course, a class on the saints, and a come follow me. And Steph, how about you? What are you teaching? Um, I teach women in the scriptures and teachings and doctrines of the Book of Mormon. Yeah. So it's awesome. Our job is is pretty great. Yeah, it's amazing. It's hard. Could not ask for anything better. <laughs> but it's so good. So yeah, I just, uh, so I'm 37. Steph, you don't have to say your age. It's okay. Uh, but I've been, I'm single. So I'm still in the dating scene. And it's it's been a long time of trying to find a great guy. <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard sometimes. But that's kind of where I'm at. And um and Steph is no longer in the land of singles, right. but but I was forever and ever and ever, and I was single for a really long time, and I got married about three years ago, and and so I understand and fully comprehend the circumstances and situations of what it's like to be a single woman in the world and in the church. So Emily and I, this is kind of the genesis of this podcast, we wanted to get together and share some of the things that we have learned and are learning with anyone who might be wondering of their purpose or direction in life as a single woman in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and what we can do to more fully focus on the Savior and find maybe purpose and meaning in this set of circumstances. Yeah, I just think ah, this this stage of life is so hard sometimes, you know, like some days you wake up and you're you're happy and you're ready to go to work. And you're like, let's do this. And then other days you're like, can I just stay home and watch movies and ignore people and not do small talk and not have for the millionth time someone asking me like, are you married? Or how many kids do you have? Or those questions, you know, it just gets, it gets tough. It does. Especially, so how have you navigated? Um, Sometimes people might be a little tactless in their <laughs> questions. How have you navigated the idea or the concept that you are more than your marital status? Yeah, that's such a good, that's such a good question. I think this is going to sound so cliche, but I just feel like it's so important to just recognize your identity that you are a child of God first and foremost, because I think, I don't know, when we get caught up in this idea of, of our status and, and where we are as, as single or I'm not married yet, it, there's almost kind of this apologetic, like, tone, you know? I don't know if you felt that way, too. Or like shame. Yeah. That, that you're kind of ashamed oh, to just, admit, yeah. I'm single, mm -hmm. therefore I am less than. And I have to excuse myself. Yes. Yeah. Or make explanations for why I am the way that I am. Mm-hmm. And, circumstances. Yeah. and and it's so silly, you know, that's so human, but it's natural. Like it's normal. I think we all fall in that, in that pattern of doing that. But I think if you try to get past that and you just try to think, okay, well, no, like truly where it starts as is I am a child of heavenly parents that care about me. And if I remember that, and I don't care so much about what 
other mortals think, that I know what my heavenly parents think about me, makes it a lot easier. And you don't feel like you have to excuse yourself anymore or that it's all on you. You know, that like, that they are helping you in the process, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And do you remember that time that I asked you why you think you're still single? And I asked if you thought it was timing. And you said absolutely that you knew that you were not yet married because there was some element of divine direction that you needed to accomplish. I don't know if some things or just situations. And that's how I felt when people would ask me how come I wasn't married as a significantly older woman in the church. I would say that the exact same thing. I am in no way living in a way that is preventing it. I am doing everything possible mostly, and just living with faith. And then we have to kind of allow God and his timing to kind of generate or maybe direct some of those things that we do. And so that was something that was really helpful for me uh, as I was as I was trying to make it happen, but also allow that there is some divine process and timing. And that also gave me some greater anchors that I could take advantage of this time to develop skills and attributes that I was hoping would be valuable in the Lord's kingdom. I don't know if you found something like that. Yeah, that's so good. I, uh, I actually had two thoughts. So one was, um, <laughs> so my nephews, I've, I've shared this before, but I love how they're like, Emily, don't get married because you're going to get boring when you get married, you know? <laughs> and so I think part of that timing and that role is we, we get to be the fun. <laughs> that sounds so terrible, but we're kind of like the fun person in the family, you know, like, they get to come over and have sleepovers or you get to take them to concerts or like do fun things that when you're married, that's a little harder, you know, cause you're balancing that. And so I think there's so much healthiness to that of like seeing, um, your purpose. Why right now? Like why would God withhold something that you want so bad and that you're trying so hard? Like you said, you know, you're, you're doing everything that you can, but for whatever reason, he's just withholding that for now, you know, because there's other roles that you can fill in. And I, I, I think too, like it's, it's kind of fun sometimes. I'm, I'm currently um, in a family ward because <laughs> I have my own thoughts and feelings about older singles wards. I don't know about all of you out there, but um, I just have found a little more comfort in that stage right now in my life. But it's kind of fun because I, I feel like I do have a need in there where people ask me, you know, well, Emily, what do you think about this? Or how, how do you navigate this with your life? And what do you do during your free time? And, you know, all these things. And so I think that's so good. The other thought that I had too is uh, my mission president. I, uh, he was just such, he's such an awesome man. And I remember in our exit interview, um, he quoted a scripture in Doctrine and Covenants about without compulsory means, these things will come to you. And so his whole idea was, Emily, yes, definitely do everything you can find joy in that in the same time don't feel like you gotta like force things like don't feel like you have to push things like trust god that everything is happening as it should you know mm -hmm. i found too in my life that some of the most unpleasant and despairing times were when i was trying to force that because i believed that i am an agent to act and i don't have to be acted upon i can be anxiously engaged and so i decided that I could go make it happen. And when it wasn't happening according to my own timeline, that was when I was the most frustrated. And sometimes the most, I don't quite want to say I was angry at God, 
But I was the most questioning. Why? Why can I not make this happen? And one of the beautiful times in my life came as a, a peace anchor when I allowed or handled or handed that off to the Lord and allowed his timing to be the most important or prevail in my life. And I realized there was a, an element in the story of The Hiding Place. I don't know if you've read that book, but it was these two sisters, Christian sisters, who were sent to a um, concentration camp because they had been hiding some Jewish people in their homes and they were found out. And they were sent to a concentration camp and the whole book is how they tried to remain faithful to God. And they watched his, his miracles as they were living in these awful circumstances. And they kept praying for different things and some they were able to receive and some things they weren't. But in this, there's a section in the book where she says, God, please do not let us go crazy outside of thy will. And I love that whole idea because I think sometimes we feel that we are grasping at slipping sand when we are trying to force or make things happen that are outside the will of God. That doesn't mean that we always know what his will is. And so sometimes that makes it a little bit tricky. We have to try things out. Is it this? Is it this? Do I do this? But I have kind of kept that in the back of my mind every time thinking, okay, let me try in my best way to find out what thy will is instead of going crazy outside of it. And I don't know if you found maybe an anchor or something, especially as you are still navigating this single time, if that is, if you felt anything similar or same thought process or something. Yeah, I, uh, I think, well, the thought that I have too is um, Steph and I, I think I can talk for both of us and say that I feel like we're in a pretty good spot, like, uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, but it's not always been that way. Like, you know, sometimes when you hear these podcasts or you, you hear people's ideas, it's kind of like, Oh, they got their life all together and, and everything's fine. And sure they can preach about this or that. But the reality is, is there's still like hard times and, and you're still kind of figuring out that anchor. You're still trying to figure out like, okay, I was doing good, and now why am I in this funk for like a week, two weeks, three weeks, three months, and you're just like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? And, and so I think there are a lot of things that, that can play into that that can be difficult. Like um, I was telling Stephanie a couple of months ago, just as we were getting to know each other, and, and, uh, and I just said, you know, it's funny how I have this pattern of like I date guys, and it seems like the next person – that they meet, like they get married. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, am I, am I just like preparing these guys? Like what, if what is happening, you know? And uh, Stephanie gave me a good title. So I called her Emily the Baptist. Yeah. Cause she's just preparing the way for other the way, <laughs> other women to go. Yeah, exactly. That man. exactly. And it's a sweet gift. It is. I mean, not you know? everybody has that power. It's a special gift. It's a special yeah, gift. So good job. <laughs> So, yeah. so, so it's tough like definitely like we have these moments and but you have to laugh about it you know you have to laugh about it because otherwise you just find I don't know when when you are trying to grasp that anchor or you're trying to figure out like why or you're asking him and maybe you're not angry but you're asking him these questions it's really easy to slip into this dark slope of 
<laughs> despair. <laughs> right. And sometimes those questions, those why questions, they just won't be answered in a way or in a time that are convenient want. for us. Yeah. And sometimes it might be, that might just be off the table for a long time. And really, when you look at it from an eternal perspective, it doesn't matter. The why doesn't matter unless you want the ultimate answer to be because God is working out our immortality and eternal life. And if you look at it that way, then you can start seeing that there is purpose in this time period. And I found that to be really sweet and sacred when I looked at it and thought, he's just trying to work out my salvation. And so how am I going to collaborate with him in this time? And I believe everybody in life has to come to the same terms. Young mothers, old mothers, never mothers, single mothers, they all have to say, God is working out my salvation. And so how am I using this time in order to facilitate or enable God to promote that exaltation and sanctification that he desires? That was a huge turning point for me because then it created really beautiful meaning out of this just sometimes crazy and and bizarre set of circumstances yeah. you know and um i just liked your idea of your your point about being in a funk i would take sabbaticals <laughs> i would literally take dating sabbaticals and i would just have to pull out for several months and i would focus on friends and family and yeah, I'll tell you right now, I'm in that stage. Yeah. For sure, 100%. Yeah, and you just 100%. have to, because when you realize you are not in a place where you can invest the emotional and mental energy that is required in order to start a relationship or even care about one, I think it's really healthy to recognize that in yourself and just to pull out. And it doesn't hurt to travel to Europe and buy shoes. <laughs> That's what I say. Hey, we all kind of find it makes I love that. Well, and I just, uh, I was thinking too, like, it is healthy to recognize that and recognize things that can maybe trigger you or, you know, like sometimes I'll pull up mutual, the dating app, and, and then I get like more depressed because I look <laughs> at my options, which that sounds so harsh and I don't mean to be like that, but I just like, oh man, this is, this is not fun. And so I've found that like, okay, sometimes emotionally, mentally, I'm not ready for that. And I've just got to like, okay, step back. It's all right. Take a breath. You know, these things are okay. And yeah, just recognize these and we just really hope that um, that this podcast really does like just strengthen your relationship with Christ, that you really come to just love him. And again, like, I don't know, that may just sound so like, again, I don't mean this to come out wrong, but like relief society or cliche, like let's now all make an embroidery that says that. But like, it really is true. I mean, it all comes down to him. Like if you can have that relationship with him and that trust that he really is working out your salvation, I mean, Oh, that changes your perspective and outlook on things. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have hard days. It doesn't mean that you're going to pull up mutual and be frustrated. Like, but if you can have that overall picture, it's so good and have greater direction and faith and increased peace and anchors and realize that you're not alone. Like, didn't we all just love that talk just recently in conference, you know, from President Ballard, like, hey, over half of our membership of our church around the world are single, single people that are navigating these difficult waters and, Let's take advantage of this time and recognize the benefits and the blessings and just have that hope in Christ that you can gain like a strong relationship with him. And so um, I just think too, Steph, it might be good to 
maybe share a little bit of your insights now that you're outside of that single realm. What is it like kind of maybe hindsight of that seeing you married now? Did it solve all your problems? Did it take away all the burdens that you had? You know, like maybe could you share a little bit of that? Um, I, I married a man who had been married before. And so I inherited uh, three step kids. And, and so it actually in a beautiful way, it added more burden and struggle to my life. And so, no, it did not solve all of my problems. It actually added new ones. <laughs> and why would you say, have. yeah, why would you say that's beautiful? Like, that's interesting. Because I don't know that I would say beautiful. You so. have to look at it that way because when you look at, for, I mean, you take, for example, Abraham being asked to sacrifice Isaac. I mean, that's going to be, it's one of the worst experiences ever. And same with Joseph Smith in Liberty Jail. I know that he would not say that it was beautiful, but how could we not say that the words that came out of that experience were not beautiful? Yeah. And so when you look at it that way, you think anything that God does or touches has to be beautiful eventually. It might not be immediately, but it would eventually. And so that's kind of where uh, what I think about. So no, it did not solve all of my problems. It actually created more. And, but at the same time, I have watched me learn things that I could not learn and or become single. And so I am grateful, significantly grateful for that time that I had to be single where it was me and my Heavenly Father and my Savior. And now I get to incorporate a sweet and adorable man in that equation and we get to navigate that together in a way and we are figuring out how to push our handcart on the same trail and we're doing it together and and that creates a whole additional set of, of unique challenges that are also sweet and less sweet at the same time and so it's all part of this beautiful process and so if you look at it from the eternal perspective for me how can I not say that it's beautiful because it's just moving me in a direction that I'm hoping is drawing me closer to my Heavenly Father my Savior and so then it just makes it really meaningful. Yeah, I love that. And I liked how you said that you're um, both pulling that hand cart together because you and I have talked about this too. I sometimes, I don't know, I think because we do, we just feel this pressure, like get married, get married. And especially, you know, when I was in my 20s, it was just different. Like dating was different. There was more options. There was just, but there was also, I just kind of felt this like <laughs> underlining pressure. I don't know now if just everyone's given a hope or given up hope on me and, and now there's not... <laughs> any mention of that in my late thirties. Um, but like, I totally felt that. And, and I remember feeling like, man, is this just a checklist? Like, do I just want to get married just so people get off my back? And like, but then I, I was talking to another friend of mine and I love the imagery she gave me is not so much pulling the handcart, but she's like, and you don't want to, you don't want to be dragging someone along. Like you don't want to be pulling them up that hill. Like you want to find someone that you can be equally yoked with, you know? And no matter what problems they come with, there are difficulties as you come into that marriage, but it's so worth it when you're equal partners and just like checking off a list. And I found too, looking back, uh, that a lot of my single time I used to my advantage to become a really strong partner in that way. What can I do during this time to make me somebody who is a strong, pushing, yoked partner? And sometimes we do need time to work on our stuff 
because sometimes we have stuff that will not make us or not be conducive to being a strong partner. And so it's really helpful to have that time of self-reflection and what do I need to work on and what do I need to eliminate and what do I need to acquire? And we're not always going to be perfectly prepared. You just can't for some mm -hmm. of these contingencies. But or, then, you, or you may not even be in a good place where like you could ask someone and say, what do I need to work on? Or right. if there's something that you're seeing in myself, that's like, Ooh, maybe that's part of the reason why this, you know, and you could, and you always have to be open to those things without being super self, you know, critical, mm -hmm. but that's or prideful. Right. And it's just a really good way to go about it. How can I use this time to prepare myself to perform whatever labors God is asking me to perform in the future. And then it becomes purposeful and meaningful. And I still am finding, wow, I'm having Insta family. I, there, <laughs> are, how some kids? Things, Three. Kids. Three kids. there are some things that I just was not prepared for. And it was, it still is very challenging. And, but yet I have confidence in myself and I have confidence in my God. And so then it, some of those things I hope will eventually work themselves out. And if not, I will we'll work on that path of perfection. Until we'll we cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, and until then, stay tuned for Stephanie's perfection levels. Oh. Well, we just uh, we just hope that this was beneficial to you and that you get a little flavor of this. Um, we're excited. We want to invite some guests onto this as well that have walked the same path. And uh, we just both feel just like this is needed. Um, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of podcasts. Uh, but we've just been feeling for several months now just this idea that I think we need to have a little more unity and realize that you're not alone and uh, and that it's real and it's messy and but it's beautiful like the process is beautiful and uh i remember i received a blessing one time and in that blessing it was like you know what emily you're gonna look back at this as hard as this is you're gonna look back at this and you're gonna seek god face to face and you're just gonna tell him you were too gracious like it was too good and that's so tough like right now i'm like i don't know that i have that <laughs> that outlook but it's so true that god really is so good even in the trenches of life. So. And I think that is one of the beauties. Man's extremity is God's opportunity. And I think that God is giving us this really sweet opportunity to see his hand and his face and his influence in ways that we probably would not if we were living a life of unicorns and bunnies. <laughs> and so I kind of relish, I don't necessarily seek them out, but I am grateful for those opportunities because I know that the, the beauty is inherent in those. And I, hear, I can hear God say, stay with me and see what can happen through this experience. And so we hope you'll come along with us on this journey and that you can find strength or any type of help, direction in our experience and the things that we know to be true and that in some way this might bless your life. Yeah. We'll see you next time.